0: okay all right there's been a a lot going on with worship and different things today but i'm going to pray because i had a dream this morning i didn't have a dream last night i had it this morning why i caught it why have i caught it this morning because i haven't gone back to sleep so so uh, and i'm sort of going to unpack it but and do my best it might be a bit clumsy but uh, the bread is so fresh, my hands are hurting. All right, it's, bur- it's burning my hands. It, but I have to, we, we, it's a prophetic church, so it is what it is. You okay with that? Amen, all right. Holy Spirit, help me. And we thank you, we thank you, Lord God, for uh, you should know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. We just thank you, Lord God, that no matter what topics we cover, we thank you for the lightness, for the for the glory realm. We thank you for, the complete victory of Jesus to be apparent in people's spirits. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us stuff. And we just thank you, Lord, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So just bless this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so, um, all right. Now, we've been talking about, oh yes, and I forgot to announce, we've got Harvey, uh, Harvey coming on the 30th. Um, and so it should have fuego up there, that's right, which is fire. You guys will start learning Spanish words. Okay, fuego. All right. And so you'll be able to apply in all sorts of different settings. Like, you know, if you go and have very, very strong vindaloo, you can say fuego. If, 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 if the refining fire of the Lord is manifested in a meeting, you can say fuego. So these guys carry that fire. Um, and please bring people along. Uh, we will, it will be through uh, an interpreter and so that'll be uh, here one week and then, moon to, and then Moon to the second week. Probably get Harvey to pray for people the second week anyway. He moves in miracles. So uh, who knows that's a good thing? So we've see, we see a very steady flow of healings and miracles here but um, he carries a really, really special grace. So yeah, don't forget that's on the 30th and he's with us for a little while. You guys will fall in love with him and his brother and they give very anointed hugs and um, uh, if anyone doesn't understand uh, um, south america and culture is that argentina is nothing like the rest of south america they are pretty much italians okay legit uh, uh, seriously and you know um there's you know uh, there's a very strong european contingent um and uh, very very interesting very interesting i think the catholic church did confess to Uh, uh, moving some people from Europe down to Argentina in the Second World War. So uh, there is a German population there too that's quite significant, uh, and so on and so forth. So so this is going to be one of those mornings. You can tell already, can't you? Yes, amen. All right. We've been talking about the invisible world, and much of the Bible talks about a world we can't see with the natural eyes. And it says, while we look at the things that are unseen... And you can actually see the, that, you can see things that aren't seen with a natural eye. And we were talk, we've been talking about how uh, um, Jesus told the disciples, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna suffer on the cross, I'm going to be risen, and then I'm gonna ascend to the Father. Then when He actually did it, because I actually saw Him die on the cross, it wasn't like He went into a cave and disappeared and thinking, I wonder what's happening, you know? Then He came out, they, they saw it happen, then when He was resurrected, He said, meet me up on the mountain, I would say the Mount of Transfiguration, um, just joining some dots. And they obviously, they worshiped Him. And then it said this really weird thing, but some doubted. I mean, you saw Jesus die on the cross and now He's resurrected, but you're doubting. And that is because true vision isn't what you see, it's actually the vision of the heart. It's what you see, it's the eyes of your heart. Now, I, I, I went to a memorial service this week Uh, um, And uh, one of the, it was uh, Andrew Lusker's father, Peter, passed away. He was in his 80s and uh, who, I don't know if anyone sat under his ministry of teaching or anything at the Heights. Anyone remember Peter? Yep, yeah, a few. So one of his words of wisdom that his grandchildren brought up, said, well, I'll never forget what grandpa said. He said, believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see. Okay, and that was his uh, looking on the bright side of life. And and so... And so, but there's something about the something about the eyes of the heart. Now, even now, you can go on the internet and you don't know what's real vision or what's been tampered with. You can look at stuff, and you know, I'm just like, I've actually had a bit of a gutful of the whole UFO thing. But, 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 like, you know, and, and now you have got shapeshifters on a plane. You don't have just snakes anymore, do you? It's, 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 it's. It's just over the top. It just is. It, it, <laughs> I mean, for anyone who's sort of like not living under a rock, it's just in your face. <clears throat> so we've been talking about, we've been talking about in the invisible world, space and topography and different dimensions. And it's completely real. You read the book of Revelation, it's the invisible world. It's the invisible world. When you start to land that, you're going, oh my gosh, then, you, then you, we need wisdom how it's applied and how it manifests. So. So we just sort of we're just going all the way through with the bulldozer, praise the Lord. But um, uh, today I want to talk about the invisible world in relationship to seasons. So we're talking about time, and we know there's Chronos, which we measure the date with, uh, and who knows what the real date is. Doesn't matter. Um, but obviously there's seasons. Now, this is really really important. What we always have to establish is for want of a better word, and unfortunately most of our language is, is rooted in Greek origins, and that's not a bad thing, but basically it is Greek language isn't the best to describe the supernatural, but it's the best we got, okay? Obviously, you've got to combine it with Hebraic sensibilities and culture and values, um, but what we have here is you've got the meta-narrative. Now, we have to be establishing the meta-narrative before we go after intrigue before we speculate. If you're not grounded in the meta-narrative, you're gonna wobble like a loose tooth, okay? So the meta-narrative is this. Jesus Christ is Lord, He is God. He overcame hell, death, and the grave, and He is utterly victorious. That is what the book of Revelation is about. So, so that's the meta-narrative. Now, in the invisible world, Even if someone has struggled with migraine headaches for 30 years, it says in the invisible world, he's utterly destroyed principalities and powers. That's the meta-narrative. It says that he even decreed out of the book of Isaiah, when he's reading in the synagogue, he said, decreed the acceptable year of the Lord, Jubilee. He says, this has been fulfilled in your sight or hearing, right? Right? Now, they, they were so thrilled that Joseph's son was actually fulfilling prophecy, they decided to throw him off the edge of the cliff. Okay, they were thrilled. That, that real homecoming, okay? I mean, this is, Jesus said, they did it to me, they'll do it to you. So, you know, just rejoice, all right? So anyway, so, so, so we're in this state of jubilee where anything that, is, that belongs to us in Christ through inheritance or blessing actually, if it's been stolen from us, we can actually lay a hold of it. That's what Jubilee is. You actually get to possess your possessions. And if you don't know what your possessions are, okay, then you sort of like, you, you just think, oh, well, I'm just trying to be a Christian and whatever. So, and, and now we're talking, part of the narrative is in Christ in the Holy Ghost, we are now a new creation. Now, looking at the invisible world, you've got someone who struggles to pray, and struggles to meditate in the Word, right? And it's sort of like they're stuck in cycles. And that's not an uncommon thing. Then you've got someone over here who says, I'm gonna completely consecrate my life and I'm going to be diligent and apply, and, uh, apply the Word of God and, and allow the Spirit of God to work in my heart. And they can experience transformation. The fact is, God decrees over both people, whether they've applied it or believed it or not, they're both a new creation that's the word. It, it, it says, let God be true and every man a liar. So if you struggle to break through, doesn't matter. God says you're a new creation. He can restore the years the locusts of eaten. And, and he's gracious. His, his, his mercies are new every morning. They're new every morning. Okay. That is the meta-narrative. So we have to be if you believe that meta-narrative, can you say amen? amen. Okay, so if you're established in that, then you shouldn't like things happening you shouldn't go oh, like this. Because that's the meta-narrative. And when you go, oh, my gosh, the victory of Jesus, this is incredible. So what that does is it means that we can actually look into things that we're meant to govern over. We can look into issues in the world and know God's call is to be part of the solution, and how we are, on the very very least, to function as priests according to the order of Melchizedek. And you know, you might go, "I don't feel called to be an intercessor." Okay, fine. Well, let's let's just start by being parents first. And then you learn what it is to pray, okay? You learn what it is to pray over your kids, you do, you do. And uh, from help to everything, you know. So, so, so we, we got to, we've got to, we've actually, when we're secure in the meta-narrative, we can actually uh, be aware of the schemes of the enemy but not be sucked into them. Very, very, very big difference. So, <laughs> so, um, so there are sub-narratives, historic cycles, National cycles, geopolitical cycles, cultural, spiritual, and personal cycles. And so, last night I had a had a dream. I'll go into in a minute. But we need to understand that the meta narrative. I think this is a Rick Joyner quote. The main thing is we've got to keep the main thing the main thing. So, so, so when you find that as a ballast, it makes you secure to be able to to if you feel that the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy rather than disassociate through an orphan filter. You know, oh, no, I just need encouragement. Hey man, you know what? How many years do we need encouragement to get courage? Legit. You, don't need, you only go to hospital for a little while. You don't live in a hospital for decades. If you are, it's, it's something wrong. I'm so discouraged. It's sort of like, okay, might be unbelief, might be a few other things. So Jesus loves you. Okay, here we go. All right. Now, what i we gonna do is I wanna, I'll I'll go through this and then I'm gonna quickly unpack this dream. And it's not a long dream, but it's like really interesting. All right, so let's have a look what Solomon said. Now, Solomon had a little bit of wisdom, you know, like he really, really did. And it's Solomon uh, wrote Ecclesiastes. And if we can put Ecclesiastes up chapter three, uh, verses one to eight, and he starts, it's really interesting. He says, to everything there is a season. Now you notice here, at it, it, other places it says under the sun, under the sun. Here it says under heaven. So to everything there is a, se- see, this is what's so cool is that we've been talking about heaven and to be established in heaven and these seasons take place under heaven. We've got to make sure where are we planted and where do we function from Because if you are not established in heavenly realms, you'll be under heaven and subject to manifestations of of cycles. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And now we're gonna go through the list. A time to be born, a time to die. Sounds like a James Bond movie already, doesn't it? A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. I just get the laughing a lot more. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Okay. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Come here, give us a hug. All right, just respect space, all right? All right. A time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. There's 28 of these, okay, that's significant. I think the 14s and 28s, obviously significant when you're looking at genealogies as well. A time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak. At the moment, this is not a silent time, this is where we are in history, it's not a time to keep silent, all right? Here we go, a time to love and a time to hate, a time, you, you get oh, oh hang on here what with you are you really upset my footprints in the sand version of jesus it says to it says to fear the lord is to hate sin so before people started saying, like, hang on here this is the old testament i reject it. it there is there is there is you you, you should hate things like cancer you should hate lies seriously like legit go after it <clears throat> so there's a <laughs> there's a last one a time of war and a time of peace okay so when we went overseas what was an unusual grace is that people had already been in London to the Churchill war rooms I even had a little booklet and if anyone doesn't know much about Winston Churchill is this you actually had and I have been giggling this morning during the worship because I've been thinking about funny things I read during the week and I'm going to see if they're appropriate to repeat around war, but if there is such a thing. But you've got... <laughs> it's just it's a, it's so awful. Um, and, and you've got, you've got uh, the specter of Nazi Germany and the rise of the Nazi Party and, and Adolf Hitler. And there's a long... It's very, very interesting because... Um, right after uh, um, he came to power there was a there was a government building that was caught on fire and burnt down and he uh, instituted emergency law emergency law is when you suspend all other laws a little bit like we had in 2020 and especially if you're still coming out of the ptsd of being in victoria because emergency law was mandated it was mandated everywhere but that is a playbook that's very typical because if you can create an emergency, then everyone suspends their rights and, you know, even maybe the reason. So this took place, and then you had a guy we would say was very upper, upper crust and very, very, a statesman like personality. He was the head of the Tories. His name was Neville Chamberlain. So he sat down and he he, did, he, he broke a peace deal with Adolf Hitler. And he, there's a famous thing of his uh, where. He's waving this piece of paper signed. He says, Peace in our lifetime. And I was like, Yay, front page of the paper. Of course, everyone wants peace. And then what happened is not long after is that Hitler really, really honored that to the point I think he invaded Poland and France. So there was a naivety in regards to. I'm telling you right now, there's a prophetic element and there's a cyclical element. If you are a keen student of history, and I understand not all of history is accurate, there's a lot of things that need to be triangulated, you start to see that these are really cycles, they really are. So Winston Churchill had failed in the past but had some amazing uh, victories, uh, uh, um, but he was deemed the only person that could lead a United Cabinet or a, the Tories and Labor and the Tories. So who's acquainted with all this story? Who's acquainted with the history? No? Okay, so you're learning something, you're getting an education. brilliant. So. So what you had against very, very impossible odds is God was able to raise up a a, a company of intercessors and people in government and very, very powerful leaders and do amazing things. Like it was, when we went to the Churchill war rooms, we were like, there was such a quickening, such a quickening. Uh, um, Winston Churchill and how God used him now is completely relevant prophetically. It really, really is, because you've got people going, no, 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 we're in a time of peace, uh, I, I, pff, I wish. The problem with that is that, unfortunately, if you have a, a crisis in your family, let's just think of your most vulnerable member of your family, okay, your children or whatever, or your spouse, and there is darkness coming against them. Guess what you do? You fight, amen? Well, you, you fight. You, you put your foot down, and so so what we sometimes miss, we, we we use a substitute of peace, and we and we turn it into pacify, and which is sort of like so the, the definition of pacification uh, 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 um, uh, from Churchill, I believe, is he said, is you just keep feeding the crocodile in the room what it wants, hoping you'll be the last one it eats. Pacification never works. It never works and it's, it's a delay and it's, it's rooted in fear. I understand, uh, uh, well, to a point, diplomacy and it's a time for that. So that was really, really quickened to us. Now, you know, I think that, that in regards to, there's a lot going on. Um, I've been listening to some commentators, what's happening in Europe. It's, Europe's a crazy place. Obviously, we're talking about uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine. Um, and so just to, just to bring a light-hearted side. Uh, 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 I have to go there. So Hitler, decla- declared Germ- uh, de- Hitler declared war on the Allies, and then they started on the invasion. Who's actually quite up to speed with history of World War II? Who's actually, okay, because this is very relevant today. And so then, see, see, don't always think the enemy's really smart, because he ain't, especially when you pray, because he gets confused. So then Hitler had a, <laughs> he had an ally in Mussolini, Benito Mussolini. Who's heard of him? He was was a fascist, okay? A a, a word that people like throw around these days without understanding what it is. So anyway, uh, uh, so he he sort of like had this bit of a competition even though he was an ally with Hitler. He was like, and then Hitler sort of kept him, he sort of patronized him and kept him out of the plans because he'd make moves and Mussolini didn't know about it. So Mussolini was a bit upset. So Mussolini being a stated ally of Germany without consulting with Hitler, he then declares war on the allied forces. The only problem being 40% of his merchant navy were either on the high seas or in in the uh, the allied forces and their ports and territories, that as soon as he declared war, 40% of the merchant navy was lost. What a genius, hey? (laughs) So that he didn't let, we, he didn't let that stop him, so he took two hundred thousand soldiers, and we're going to have some very happy little Vegemites in here. I just just letting you know, he took two hundred thousand soldiers to invade Greece, and, and they were soundly defeated, roundly defeated by sixty thousand Greeks. Okay, and it's sort of like, oh, yeah, they're gonna come on, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh 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 oh, I can feel one coming on. <laughs> Hallelujah, there we go, Prince of Greece. Okay, so anyway, so so then. So not to be outdone, he then decides to take the US, uh, the, US the, the Suez Canal, 200,000 200, stu- uh, students. Oh my gosh, how big is that Luminate program? Two sort, of, sort of, he just went there and they just started glowing. Okay, so <laughs> the Suez Canal, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, Suez Canal and, and the 200,000 uh, soldiers and what happened? Oh yeah, they, they gets. Uh, when he declared war, there were, he had a lot of his forces in Libya, but he forgot to tell them that he'd declared war on Great Britain. So a small crew of, great, of Brits actually, actually captured a lot of Italians in Libya. So now he's just lost 40% of his merchant navy. He's lost this war, this war, this war. And it, finally they tried to capture the Suez Canal and 200,000 soldiers were defeated by um, 40,000 Brits. So don't always think that the enemy's got it all worked out. Okay, we, we want confusion in that camp. So so there was, there, there's a lot, lot of stuff going on in the spirit. So what I wanna do is I'm gonna tell you about an encounter I had this morning. And I, to say I understand it fully would be, be untrue. I don't, um, but it was one of those, I was waking up and it was still happening. And it was like, I remember when, I'm, look, okay, so this is this dates me. I remember VHS, who remembers VHS? <laughs> click, click. <laughs> click, click, click. And then you hit the the, 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 the double arrow. <laughs> and then you used to like, you thought you were really cool because you'd tape things off of the telly. You know, and then you put together stuff and then, and, then, and then you just like, you put it away somewhere and then five years later, you wonder why it's all rubbish. You're like, what? You know, I want the money back I didn't spend. Okay, so, so uh, uh, um, blockbuster video, all of that. And then you had Blu-ray. I remember when Blu-ray came out, wow, it popped. It really, really, really did. But when you have encounters in the realm of the spirit, it makes Blu-ray look like VHS. It's just so visceral and vivid. And so I'm gonna tell you, again, I'm telling you something in heavenly language. It's got a broad application in relationship to what we've been talking about. I wish I could drill down on more specifics. So it's basically this. Um, now, I never played basketball, but in the first part of the dream, I am practicing with a professional team. And how do I know? Because they're all Nephilim, Okay. <laughs> And I remember, I mean, it was, it's a bit, so I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm straddling the line of not casting my pearls because it's all a bit embarrassing, but I'm just, I just wanna be just transparent within bounds. So basically, is that you know, i right in the profession, I'm going, I'm gonna show you one of my moves, you know, and then like. So I remember I did a fake pass, caused someone to react the wrong way, and then I did a bounce pass to someone in the key so, they could just do an easy layup. And they're like, okay, you know, they, they weren't either impressed or not impressed. It was, I just remember that was a the feeling. Then the whole scene changed. The whole scene changed. And I'm going to spare you details because I've run this past my wife and she's still getting healed. So, but basically, but I didn't spare details with Daryl or Christina. They're, they're, you know, uh, um, so even though we, with their faces they're going. So, next thing I know, is that for, for whatever reason, I'm in a rodeo. Now I know this, now I can say in this dream, this was my first rodeo, okay? So I'm in a rodeo and I'm, it feels like America because the basketball game did feel like America, okay? So I'm just, it's very, with the prophetic, it's very important to not embellish things that you're not completely clear on because you start to you start to go into that realm of the imagination and, and I'm, I'm really accessing memory right now. I'm not, I'm not building this up to, you know, I'm not to a kaleidoscope it out, a wagon wheel it out. It's not my wishes at all, because there's a fear of the Lord. So, so then I met this, I met this, uh, uh, and it's 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 got that strange supernatural feel about it. I met a rodeo, and I see the biggest the biggest uh, uh, um, the biggest bull I've ever seen. I mean, at its shoulders, five or six foot, and it was like yay white, and it had these horns that were. Massive, but they were cut off at the ends. So they didn't have the pointy stuff. It actually was cut off, so it was blunt, but boy, still. I saw, um, I saw that people had come not to see the rodeo riders or the clowns or whatever. They had come to see the bull. The bull was a sign and a wonder. That's uh, that's the feeling of it. And it's really, really weird because, uh, <clears throat> I, mean, I, I mean, I never think basketball, but yet God used that. And so now I'm at this rodeo and someone got on it quickly and it's trying to, to buck it off and, and it's just trying like crazy. And this, for some reason, it was a very short ride and they went close back to the gate and this guy just sort of got off and it felt like a fluke. The second guy, completely different. Someone goes on there and they get thrown off and then they're getting attacked by this bull. Okay, really, really, really attacked. And I'm like, the, the persistence of this bull, it was demonic, it was possessed, it had an intent that was supernatural. And I was watching this and I was actually like going, what the heck is going on? So clearly when you have a dream about a bull, it can mean a number of things. Um, if I'm looking, I've just got the divinity code here. You know, it's like uh, uh, number one can be an idol, number two danger, thank you for that. Okay, now, <laughs> That's it, let's go home. All right, number three, strong evil spirit. Uh, can mean a financial predator. I do know that you've got your bull market is, you know the stocks got by 20% in a run, then you've got your, your bear market where everyone's out. Um, uh, can be financial predator, etc. but bulls are very hardcore because they can be connected to Molech and Baal. And so this thing was just crazy. Now this is where I'm gonna just tell you I'm waking up and I can see what its name is. It's the weirdest name you've ever heard. This is where I feel like a goose, but I'm gonna tell you the name. When I tell you the name of the bull, because I was telling Rachel and then, because I was in the, uh, afterwards, because she had a a, a supernatural dream as well, because who knows we're in a full on season right now. We really, really are. I remember seeing it like it, I, could, I, could, I, I could see it in front of me, i going, it's got a really weird name. And I'm just looking and looking, and then it just came clear and went, oh, that's right. So, <laughs> the, 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 the biggest, scariest, most aggressive bull I've ever seen had the weirdest, dodgiest name I've ever heard. And it was named after something real. And the bull, the bull was called, here we go, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. <laughs> Who, who's ever heard of the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy? I mean, when do I think of that? When do I think of that? So that's why I feel like a bit of a goose, okay? So there's that, so so firstly, boogie woogie, boogie woogie, right? And you can't say that too many times without cracking up laughing. It's a style of music, it's a style of blues that actually was, came forward in the 1920s. What's interesting about that, it was a very popular style of music during the Great Depression. The second one is that you've got the, the, the actual song, uh, and a lot of you guys would have known the song, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, you know, it's a song. And that was written in 1941, only a few months before Pearl Harbor. So here I am in the spirit, seeing these bizarre things, and I'm going, what the heck, and not understanding any of it, but i tell you right now, it's, just, it's right up there with it's as visceral and as real as any dream I've had. And it was about 3.30. And I sort of like tried to go back to sleep, you know, but it was sort of like, I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to say? And so I think right now, one of the things is we've been talking about the meta-narrative in heavenly places. It says under heaven are these seasons, but we've been talking about what, that we were raised up with Christ when we received Him. So this is what we, we need to actualize experientially with our focus, we really, really do. So, so by His stripes you are healed, but you wanna see the cancers healed, don't you? You wanna see blind eyes open. So it's not, you don't want it to stay on the page, you want it to actually be a reality, and we have to engage it. I think, and Adam Thompson had a word years ago, is that he had a vision of Lot and Abraham separating. And Lot chose something that was oh, beautiful, and, 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 but it actually was falling in love with the, with the, with the world and the corruption and the spirit of Babylon, whereas Abraham went with a promise. And I see a separation taking place in the body of Christ. It Really, really, really is. It is no time for games. So we can maintain and lay a hold of the meta narrative of the complete victory of Jesus, but it's still within a context of what we need to overcome that's up in our face. That separation can be best summed up. If we can put up Isaiah chapter 60 verses one to three, uh, you know this very, very well. It says, "Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Now, the darkness is dark, but it's worse over the people because people are portals, for good or for bad. So, if you think it's dark, you we haven't seen into the heart of what's going on. So, it says darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you. It's a completely bipolar separation." So indecision is a decision. We're in a season of consecration, of real consecration, but the Lord will arise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. Now we know that this is for the Jews because it says the Gentiles should come to your light. This is a word for the Jews. But we know when you study the prophets, again and again and again, it's layers that also apply to you and me. Can someone say amen? You read the book of Revelation you can't believe how much Old Testament scripture's in there. It applies to you and me. So it says, the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. So there's this promise of those who walk with the Lord and are consecrated and not just church attenders. They will come into extraordinary splendor of the Lord in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen? But indecision or procrastination is a decision. And this is where... Uh, 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 I'm not saying this is the word for like the spirit of Elijah, but if the Lord is God, serve Him. You know, don't muck around. Because, I mean, at the moment, I, I sort of like, what happens when I preach, I start going right out there and I, I'm holding about four or five different rabbit trails and sometimes I go down one and then my ADD goes squirrel and I go over here and I forget to finish a sentence. I'll get it, I do understand that. And then, you know, two days later, the Lord reminds me, remember you didn't finish that? Oh yeah, I do. All right. I was saying about that the White House the press secretary. And you know, I was, saw them asking questions about Hunter Biden. I mean, wow. About on WhatsApp, on this date and this date, this conversation was had with, with Chinese government or Chinese business people. And you said your dad, I mean, we're talking so incriminating, right? This is the press secretary of the White House. Do you know what she does? Thank you, have a good day and just walks out. That's how brazen things are. I don't think people understand that we're not in an Neville Chamberlain season. We are not. We are not. And so, so we, we, you, the, 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 so brazen. You know, for example, like uh, what do we got here? Um, I've got. Hang on, I've just got a screenshot of it. Check this out. In an outlandish move, straight out of a sci-fi movie, the White House has endorsed a plan to block sunlight. As a band-aid solution for global warming crisis, the plan revealed in an official report proposes using solar radiation modification SRM techniques to rapidly cool the planet blah 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 however the consequences you know from food production to and you go whoa that's interesting now now're going into now we're going into anecdotes so understand the difference between the fact that Jesus is Lord and his one to things that we're actually prophetically mapping. Can you see, Can you 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 can tell the difference, yes? Okay, this is not dogma, it's my opinion, but it's a considered opinion. So you've got like, people go, oh, that's conspiracy theory. That's the most laziest rubbish I've ever heard. Number one, it is well known and declassified that during, at least during the Vietnam War, Operation Popeye interfered with the weather over Vietnam to flood out the Viet Cong. It It is very well known that the weather was modified for the Beijing Olympics and that they've got different techniques all over the world to change things. This is what I find interesting, is that I go up to the Hebrides, unsolicited, I'm sitting and around, okay, while we're in the glory, let's talk about conspiracy. No, is it razor goes that I, had, I had someone apologize to me saying, you know what, right now we should have clear sun and it should be like amazing, but this hazy cloud won't go away. And it's like we've lost two summers. The seasons have changed. So I'm like, sort of like, okay, you know, I'll put that in my back pocket, not make a big deal about it. And then we go down to Tuscany in a in, Assisi, in a farmhouse and we're signing in. We're looking out same high sort of cloud stuff. And we're like, and, I, 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 and I'm just looking. She goes, yeah, look, sorry, it, the weather's been weird. This is so uncharacteristic. It's actually been weird for two years. And who's, who's felt that we've sort of missed two summers? That's interesting? Now, for me as a tennis coach, I would have someone ring me at 10 o'clock in the morning for their child to be coached at four o'clock. And it is raining cats and dogs. I mean, like we're talking, get your ark ready. Like really raining, like black storm clouds pouring with rain. And I say, no, do not cancel. It's encouraging. i like, what do you mean? It never rains all day in Adelaide. It never does. And I was someone who walked, worked outside all the time. It will pour like crazy, maybe four, four hours tops, maybe five, six, something like that. Right, And then it'll clear up and it'll be like sunny and all that sort of stuff. You don't get that anymore, do you? You don't get that. Who the hell gave the right for governments to shut down the weather over everyday citizens? Who gave them that right? This is ridiculous. No, it's just a bit, but if we are just sheeple and just go, God's got this. It looks like something. You know, when we were like, uh, I, this, and this was a weird personal anecdote for me is that the whole time we were away, we had a great time, but it was overcast and wet the whole time, late spring, fair enough, plausible. This is something really weird, really weird, is that we've, we, we're on the we've, about two and a half weeks into our four week trip, literally the sun came out, and I remember Rachel and the kids were in a cafe, and the sun came out, and I was like, I was like a dog in a park, galloping around, sniffing the air. <laughs> wagging my tail, Right, I said, you guys stay in here. I'm going out in the sun. You know what? Having the sun in my skin felt amazing. I mean, I didn't realise how much I needed a vitamin D. There is hectic, hectic stuff. And the fact that most of the church doesn't have the guts or the brains to address it, I've had enough. It's got to be, and it can't be just outrage or rage against the machine. We need to understand that in the context of the victory of Jesus, there is war being wrought on you, myself, our loved ones and generations. We have to put our foot down in the name of Jesus. This is why we've been talking about the invisible dimension. If you, ju- if you don't focus on that, you get caught underneath heaven. You get caught under the sun and you become just, it becomes impotent rage and ineffectual. But i tell you what, disassociating isn't the answer because this stuff is really, really happening because we've got this brazen stuff taking place with a voice. They got the same thing happening similar in Canada and New Zealand, it's called UNDRIP. Okay, UNDRIP, look it up. And so their stuff, I, I, we've got a generation of politicians who are completely sold out to globalists. You, you, you start to study. I listen to the World Economic Forum make statements and they're not hiding it. Do you know why they're so brazen? Because most people are gutless and lazy. They're gutless and lazy and it's gone beyond that. What's the famous thing? I need some new conspiracy theories because all my other ones have come true. (laughs) They're so brazen. We have penetrated the cabinets of nations And, and Justin Trudeau is a wonderful example. Why are they saying that? Because people have become so psychologically overwhelmed it's manifest as apathy. And we've got to do better in Christ. We have to do better in Christ, because I know what I saw. I don't know what specifically it means. I'm giving some global uh, 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 you know, uh, um, it could be one of a few things, but I'll tell you what, I don't get dreams like that all that often. And you, you've got so praise God so, so one of the things uh, Marissa sent me something uh, uh, this morning, so encouraging. See, see, people think these things go away. They do not. The only way things change is when light shines on the darkness. That's the only way. And it looks like something. So overnight, you know, that, 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 that the, 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 uh, um, many of you would know, and you'd know the background. You've got the PM of Holland, Mark Rutter, right? And he's one of the WEF's darlings, as well as Macron and others. Right, And he had the goal to steal 3,000 farmers' lands to just give them to immigrants, right? Because of it, it's so dangerous for the environment. This environmental scam, I've had a gutful as well. I'll be honest. 10 years ago, this is long 10 years ago, my dad's reading the paper, and we're out at the block, not exactly cutting edge, you know, electronic media, and it says the Bureau of Meteorology is changing all the historical records in Australia called homogenizing, it's called cheating, it's called lying, and that's happening across the board. But if people are asleep, especially the church and does nothing, it will happen, it will happen. This is why we have to be so consumed with the realms of heaven, and it's not a place, you know what, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high, right, it's the the most high, not the most hide, you live from that place, in him we live and move and have our being. So you've got all these things taking place that that is literally we are at a full court press. There we go, that works. War. You look what Adern's done to Jacinda Adern's done to New Zealand, trashed it, and then I am burnt out. I'm not buying it. And it's about time. Again, like we're, we're seeing amazing things, and this is obviously going to feed into something in a minute. I'm going to land the plane in a second, right? Because we just got a little bit of in-house stuff to do. And when I wave to you. Uh, In the control room, that means we're gonna finish the broadcast, and everyone's going, woo! Okay, so, all right, so yeah, okay. But this is, I have to, this is is a, a word of the Lord. Okay, so, all right. Now, before we start to pull on people's feelings and sort of like you go darkness and the demonic, whatever, is know this. Is that heaven is not stressing out, It's not stressing out. This is important. Lord's not up there, you know, moving battleships on a map. Can you? L two. <laughs> He's not doing that. So, so, I just want this. This is what you've got to see: the juxtaposition of heavenly realities. And it's uh, let's just say uh, let's do uh, Luke chapter. Luke chapter twelve verses thirty-two. Do not fear, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Heaven is going. I'm giving you everything. Do you want it? Do you want to run it? You might have to fight sometimes, but it's yours. And God's not sort of like, here you go. It's His good pleasure. It's His good pleasure. If you just felt the joy of heaven, and, and, and over you, that God's dancing over you. And so this is where warfare is different, is warfare in Scripture is primarily in the spirit dimension is about being really close with God. If you start allowing your fear and anxiety to separate you and you get into toil, forget about it. Forget about it. So you have, let's do uh, uh, Psalms 36, 7 and 8. How precious is your loving kindness, O God, Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. So you've got to see in the realm of the spirit, angels destroy demons, but they need to be put to work. Half of them are bored. You know, they just watch people go around the mountain. Let me know when you're done. And so, 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 God, so so at the moment there's stuff taking place in the spirit, but if we, I, I won't, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land the plane in a sec. I really am because I'm gonna just chop some stuff out because, but in Psalm 91 it says He dwells in the place of the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We are called to live from dimensions. Now, part of the benefits it says in Psalm 103, forget not His benefits is protection. His protection. Okay, but we are called to live from there because if you will see heaven invade darkness, there's no comparison. See, where? The battlefield. It's not the weather and it's not the governments. it's people. And when the people of light fold up their wings and pull their skirt over their head, nothing can get done. Fact of life. And I'm sort of, my energy is probably more on the broadcast as opposed to you guys, because this is such a proactive church. But this whole fear of calling the elephant in the room, I'm done. What if people get upset? They need to be. We'll take people being upset in lieu of the spirit of resurrection. So one of the things is this, the, the, the last two things, if we can, this is, this is, get ready, uh, if, Nicola, if you could get First re- John chapter 5, verse 21. Actually, just, just put it up. This is the end of a very, very profound, deep, deep epistle of a man who knows God. And right at the end, the very last verse, he's got God is love, and he who loves, loves, knows God, for God is love. And he's railing against Gnosticism and, oh, deep stuff. Right at the end, he says, little children, keep yourself from idols, Amen. Because idols keep your earth bound. Idols keep your heart out of heaven and you are connected through your heart. And, and this is why, if you can't make it out here to the tabernacle of David, please cultivate it at home. We are in a season, right, that's manifesting. It, it, it fits under the meta narrative, but it's really happening. 2020 really happened. I am so blown away, 2021, 2022, I'm blown away with the corruption that has infiltrated so much of media, government, and the private sector. It's blown my mind. We're going to, these horrific things, that we're we're gonna swoop them under the table, the gaslighting, all those things, and we can go, yeah, this is not right. We've gotta rise up, guys. We've gotta rise up in Jesus' name. And the last thing I'll say is this, is that there were impossible situations in, in, in 2 in Chronicles 20 where it didn't seem like it was possible, didn't seem like it was possible to overcome. And this is what happened, this is, this is, what, this is what took place. This is what took place, is that um, when you, remember warfare isn't like, we're gonna bind this and I, I that. I remember there's a song we used to sing, Youth Alive or whatever it was. We're binding the strong man. Loosen the captives, you know, and half the kids are going outside and have a cigarette afterwards. So anyway, so (laughs) and so, going down fire like, like, like this. The primary, the primary is worship, and actually, the being aware that you're one spirit with Him, and then you have encounters, and He'll share secrets with you like you're His friend and He'll show you things. See, this is where it's exciting. It's not where we're gonna go, and this is what happened. When they fasted and then they worshiped, this was the word of the Lord. Because they had aligned with heaven, the Lord said this, the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. And this, what we have to, we are in such a season of consecration, such a season of consecration, but it's so exciting because we get to live out a historic reality in Jesus' name. And so the stuff I brought to the table this morning is like, whoa, like this, but it's not the meta-narrative. The meta-narrative is that Jesus is Lord and we've gotta make sure. I believe some of you heard this saying, you know what I could do was starting to do fast one or two days a week. I actually gotta make more of, the tabna- more of an effort with the Tabernacle of David. I've gotta actually work on my time with the Lord because what happens is that when you, when you develop and cultivate that heart affection, you actually start to activate the secret place of the Most High because you're already there The only thing stopping us is awareness and veils of the heart in Jesus' name. Get out your communion. Can you put on some pads, please? And then we're going to, we'll finish the broadcast right after communion. But we're just going to dedicate this to the Lord. Holy Ghost. Saying before, I believe it is our, not just believer's duty, but our citizen's duty. Right now we are seeing a move across the world to centralise all governmental and financial power. It's happening. It's happening. And we have to be aware that light and wisdom and zeal informs it looks like something in Jesus' name don't want to just sort of like you know defer to the ether when we're not being authentic about it but I'll tell you what right now we are being invited into a historic season like never before it is so awesome so Lord we thank you for communion we thank you for your uh, word we thank you for your goodness thank you for the students today thank you for the journey that they are uh, uh, um, uh, are going to be on these next 12 months we thank you for a mighty move of God illuminates We thank You, Lord God, for uh, Your realm of glory here now, Lord. We just thank You. We thank You for heaven watching. We just thank You for blessing this communion to our body in Jesus' name. Amen.